Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely wife, Miss Southern Shell. Shell, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. It is cold. Is it turkey time? <laughs> yeah, it's turkey time. Feels like hey, it's starting to feel like the holidays. Have you started decorating? <laughs> you I hadn't seen day. I hadn't seen no trees yet, so there is um one tree up. Where's it at? In the game room. Oh, I have upstairs been. in the game room last year. That's I just put the tree, decorated it all into the attic, just slid it into that straight into the attic. So I slid that one back out. So that's that's kid territory. I don't go up there. Yeah. Well, unless I'm going to yell, and I don't like to do that. So. <laughs> if I had to go in there, something bad wrong. So, but that was really easy setting up that tree. I bet it was. You just drug it out. <laughs> just just, it out. And the lights work. Yeah, blew oh. the dust off a little. Oh, that's good to go. <laughs> so, when are you going to break the rest of stuff out? Um, this weekend. Like when I take Michael deer hunting, you going? Mm-hmm. You going to Christmas decorate? Yeah, that's the plan. Well. I know it sounds like it's early, but man, we got our weekends are full and it's going to be Christmas before you know it. Yeah. We were talking about that this morning. Cause I got, we got another foot, we got the football championship next weekend. Michael's playing in. Then we're going to your grandparents for Thanksgiving and then my parents up in Chihuahua for Thanksgiving. And then we're going to Nashville and then some kind of, that's when we're having our friends kind of Christmas thing at the house, I guess, or mm-hmm. something. You're, uh, and then the weekend before Christmas, we don't have anything planned. You better get a decorated show. The countdown is on. <laughs> it is on. You're already, you've what's today, the 8th? To Chris- you've been listening to Christmas music. It's already time. on the radio. You can hit, there's, what is it, 98.9 here in Memphis, the, the bridge. They switched to Christmas like November 1st. So if you put it over there, it's all, it's all the good stuff. Are you a Christmas junkie? Yeah, well, you, you like I really it. like Thanksgiving. <laughs> they don't play Thanksgiving music though. Thanksgiving is my holiday. I mean, it's 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 just about food and, and being thankful for what you got and getting to see all your and family and football and hunting and it's all the things I love to do. Yeah, smoking turkeys and hams and casseroles. Oh <laughs> man, I love casseroles. So we're gonna do a Thanksgiving episode this year, or uh, we usually do. We did last year. I mean, didn't we're we? planning to do a turkey, a full blood you know full-fledged turkey yeah next week next week that's gonna be our recipe for next week i was gonna mention that that's in my notes to talk about at the end this week cajun turkey club what did you think about so you were skeptical when i told you i'm gonna do a sandwich for our first turkey video i just was like a sandwich you didn't know it was gonna be (laughs) the sandwich the sandwich (laughs) to end all sandwiches didn't look i've learned not to just go with it just see what he's got even if it sounds crazy, Even just let me cook crazy. it and see how it turns out. Yeah, it turned just, out. I've learned to trust I'm going to say it turned out damn good. <laughs> good. <laughs> that turkey sandwich would hurt you. So what I did was a Cajun turkey club. And you could really you could really do this with your leftover turkey. Yeah. But I wanted to, you know, I was trying to ease into the turkey cooking this year. So I said, I'm going to do a turkey breast. Cajun style. I made up a Cajun injection. Uh, butter, a little hot sauce in it, some of my uh, Cajun season, my King Crawl, some chicken broth to add a little more liquid to it. And it's just like one of those Creole butter injections you get from the grocery store. What, what's the two brands? Uh, Tony's. Tony's makes one, and there's another Cajun injection or yeah. something. I think the Tony's that has one. is good. We've used oh, it. Oh, yeah. Them. That's one of my go tos. I used always use Creole butter, 
they have a they have several different ones. I like the Creole butter the best, and, and all it is is it probably really isn't butter. It's probably butter flavored oil they yeah, use to keep I the imagine. cost down. But I just use a stick of butter, cup of chicken broth, tablespoon of hot sauce, tablespoon of Cajun seasoning, and you got your own injection. Then you can do what you want with it. And I, so I took that turkey breast. It was a butter ball, weighed about three pounds. It comes with like a gravy pack or something. I always throw that away. I think they just put that in there for more. I don't know if they weigh that or not. I would say the turkey breast probably at least it said three pounds. I'd believe it was three pounds. Where was this gravy pack? Like in the package? Yeah, it was up, up in it. it, froze in there too. It's oh, just okay. one of those, you know, Paco stuff. You throw it in a, a pot, warm it up, bring it to a bowl, and it thickens up a little bit, and you're supposed yeah. to. Be able to sop your old dry turkey up if you don't know what you're doing <laughs> with that gravy, I guess. <laughs> do you but, see but I those, throw that away. Do you see those breasts uh, the rest of the year, or do they really just start putting them out this time of year? You know, or they're, they're definitely readily available tur- this time of year. Turkey's right? one thing that it, I mean, it's kind of hard to source it year round. They used to, you know, they're starting to, the grocery stores will be full of them this week, but, you know, they, they'll, they'll have some turkey breast in there, but, I guess they. My thinking is they take up so much room. Stores yeah. just don't want to stock them year round. But when when I see them, I usually buy. You know, I like to buy them because to me, you can take that turkey breast right there and smoke it. Two or three hours is all it takes, and then you slice that up and make sandwiches. It's way better than deli meat. Oh yeah. But you know anything you can buy in a package or like that. This, I mean, when you cook it yourself and you make it taste like you want it to taste, it's so good. Yeah. And the only thing that don't overcook just- it. You just throw it on the pit. Yeah, I injected it with the the Cajun injection we made up. Seasoned the outside with the King Crawl Cajun season. You could use whatever kind of Cajun season you want and then put it on the grill. Now, it did come all netted up. Yeah. And they do that. It's they call it it's called a jet net. Is what I've heard it called. And they so they take their turkey breast with some of the skin on it. It's probably like a it's two half you would, it would be two halves of a turkey breast. And so what they do, they remove the bones, and it's not all one solid piece. So they have to have something to hold it together, and that's why they net it. So they stick it in this like, I don't know, it's like a cone that tapers down, and all that net zone, and you just take your hand, and just shove it in there, and it shoves it out <laughs> the other end, and it's all netted up. And you clip the net, and you got something that's going to hold together, all tied. Um, I did see somebody commented on there that it those, was plastic. Yeah, that's that, that this net wasn't plastic. I mean, I don't think it had plastic. It didn't feel like plastic to me. I've cooked stuff with it before. And I've never noticed anything. And somebody said you should cut that off and retie it yourself. And I guess you could do that. Yeah, if you, that's your thing. Yeah, I, you know, I did one. I don't it's remember when, when it was. I did the the bacon wrap turkey breast. It was the same kind of turkey breast roast. It's been a while. Is I that cut where you the, did the turducken? No, no, I cut the net off of one of those turkey breasts and wrapped it in bacon all around it and cooked it like that. And let the bacon kind of um, hold yeah. the shape. You did a weave. Yeah, bacon, bacon weave yeah, wrapped turkey breast, and, yeah. and it was really, really good. So you could do that too. That was yellow kitchen days. That was you could, do, you know, that I didn't think about it, but that would have been a good one to make that sandwich with because it had some bacon on it too, and the candy bacon. Oh, I like the Put I like the way the you did it. When you start slicing those bacon weaves, especially thin, it just it starts all comes it off. Yeah. yeah. So so the the turkey breast got done. It was about. Two, two and a half hours, I think it was. Yeah. I put a thermometer in it about after an hour so I could kind of watch those internal temps. So why do you wait to put your thermometer in? Could you just you put, can put it, it in? That's just something I do. That's just your thing. I know it's going to be cold when I first put it in. I mean, that the thing was froze, so I let it thaw out for probably 48 hours. <clears throat> and then, um, I, if I had to guess, it was probably 
less than 40 degrees, you know, when I, when I put it on the pit. So I, why do I need to see it so cold? Yeah. I want to see it once it gets over 100. So I can, and that's what about, what was it, like 108, 109? It was right at 110. Yeah, when, when, we, when I probed it. And so after an hour, so that was about perfect time. And I, I like to check on whatever I'm cooking at about, you know, if it's something smaller like that, I know it's cook, quick cook time. I want to be looking at it anyway, just to make sure it's not, it ain't, you know, needs any attention. So it's a perfect time to open it up, stick your probe in it, and keep on letting it rock. Then you don't have to open it anymore until it's done. Yeah. But I did open it because I cooked the bacon, and now the bacon was the other element in this Cajun Turkey Club. So and it wasn't just regular bacon. I made a spicy. Brown sugar uh, bacon, which was candy bacon. And I, what I did, I just took a cup of brown sugar, like light brown sugar, and mixed it with a tablespoon of the Cajun seasoning. Stirred that up and coated these uh, thick pieces. of That was Smithfield bacon. Probably, I mean, you could use Wright's bacon would have been good. Any anything, kind of thick yeah. bacon would have been great on it. Coated on both sides, and then I put it on those little uh, chicken racks. Well, I call them. They're just little half-pan cooling racks. Sprayed those with cooking spray so that the sugary bacon wouldn't stick to it because it it will want to stick yeah. if you don't spray it. It's going to want to stick to that rack and it's a, it'll tear your bacon up trying to pull it off. It also makes cleaning those racks easier. All you got to yeah. soak them a little bit and everything comes off of it. Let's go. I didn't. But those they were so clean when they came off. I just threw them in the dishwasher uh, and ran it. Oh, you didn't have to soak them. Mm-mm. But but then it just goes right on the pit beside that turkey breast. Took about. I want to say 15, 18 minutes, something like that, in that, that time frame. I did flip it halfway, and I kind of – what you didn't see was I kind of screwed up on my first round of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't – you know, I was like, oh, this bacon's going to take 20, 30 minutes, so I'll flip it about – Why did you think it's going to take 20 minutes? When you told me that, I thought I – I, I was thinking regular bacon. I wasn't thinking candy bacon. Because okay. candy bacon, normally I cook it at a little bit lower temp yeah, than what, yeah. 325. Because the sugar will burn, like and that's what happens. Yeah. So you need to be checking on it five to, five to seven minutes, flipping it, and then five to seven minutes putting an eye on it again because it's probably going to be done because that sugar is going to caramelize quick. And once it starts bubbling and getting all sticky and really browning that bacon, it don't take it long to go to, to burn. Yeah. One thing I will say about At bacon. That one thing I'll say about bacon, and this is true on the smoker and in the oven, is I always like to pull it off when you think, eh, it probably needs two more minutes. Because it's gonna carry over, carry over yeah, and, yeah, and stiffen up, and especially that candy bacon with all yeah. the caramely sugar on it. You know, yeah. that's kind of what it to does. The point where you think, oh, it probably needs two more minutes to get it off. But your this bacon went a total of eighteen. Yeah, but the bacon with the spice and the sweet and the bacon flavor, man, that was some good stuff. You could eat it. Go ahead. You, I mean, you can just eat it all the time. It's, it's, you don't have to use it just for this club sandwich. How I mean, do you come up with the idea? Like, how did you, when we were talking about recipes the other day, other day and I was like, how do you know things are going to work together? Well, how did I, you even think to put the bacon on the, to, to put the spicy candy bacon on that I was, Cajun club? I was just thinking, I was thinking club sandwich. You know, what's a good turkey sandwich to make? Oh, you know, club sandwich is good. It's turkey and bacon. And so then I got to thinking turkey, Thanksgiving. I didn't really want to go, you know, cranberry-esque yeah. or something traditional. Talked about so that, I was like, yeah. you know what? Some Cajun, you know, spicy in the turkey would be good. And then what could I do to the bacon to give it? Because I was thinking Thanksgiving, but I wanted so a sweet and savory kind of does go together. Mm-hmm. So that got me thinking candy bacon. And I said, you know, I'm doing the Cajun turkey. Why not make the bacon a little spicy too to offset a little of that sweetness? And it just, it worked. I mean, it works oh, great. Yeah, it, it works great. Really good. And then. It's such a good idea, you know. So the, 
the turkey and the bacon was really good, but and this was probably I'm just guessing your favorite thing was the mayo, <laughs> the Cajun mayo. I now, mean, it may it did help to the it it did make the sandwich. Yeah, I think it did too, and yeah. so it had all the elements, the the spiciness, the savoriness. The little bit of sweetness too. All that was in that mayo, and it was kind of like a cross. Um, I was, it's almost like a, a remoulade, almost, but kind of like a comeback a little bit too. Maybe. Yeah. It was. It was very. Maybe a little tartar saucy. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I, I really wouldn't. It was more remoulade, yeah. you know, because it had the horseradish. It had the chopped up sweet fire pickles and jalapenos. That's what got it sweet, and it got it spicy. Well, and the mayonnaise creamed it out, and then you had the horseradish to give it just a little bit, and then the you know salt and pepper to balance it. And you had it, a little king crow and, and, and a little hot sauce. For the, the hot sauce adds a little bit of you really from the hot sauce you get the vinegar, mm-hmm. and then you get a little bit of color too, and a little bit of heat. But it's not a lot of heat, but it just goes with it. Hot I mean, sauce and mayonnaise go well together. You can stir that up, and well, you you could eat it. With, you could <laughs> eat it like a tartar sauce, or eat it with seafood, like a dip. Oh yeah, it'd be sauce. great. You could eat it on a sandwich. It'd be great on a po' boy. Yeah, I mean, it'd be you could use that. You could use that kind of Cajun mayo like that on just about anything. Dip yeah, hush fri- puppies in it would be good. Yeah, I like what you said about <laughs> a, a fry. I'm thinking a fried shrimp po' boy. Yeah, that would be heck yeah, good. I guarantee it would. You um you were in the living room and I was making the mayonnaise up in the kitchen. You were you know yelling the ingredients. Yelling the ingredients. What it is? Chop up that. <laughs> and so I'd mix it all together, but with the Dijon and the horseradish and everything, it was kind of. I thought it needed sweetness. Yeah. So I pulled out those sweet fires and diced them up and. That was definitely a combo uh, mayo to come up with. Well, hey. Anytime I need a mayo recipe, I got to lean on you. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> it does. It worked great. But you don't have to have necessarily the killer hog sweet fire pickles. Any type of sweet and spicy pickles. Yeah, it would work. Or sweet and spicy jalapeno even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. De- you definitely need it like like the candied jalapenos you, you see yeah, in the stores. Yeah, the candied jalapenos. I mean, I guess you could use pickle relish and chop up jalapenos. It, it, I, don't mm. know. I don't know if it would work the same or not. A raw you need jalapeno that. in there wouldn't. No, I'm talking about like oh, pickled, pickled jalapeno. Pickled jalapenos diced mixed with like pickled sweet relish. Eh. Mix that up. I think it'd work. When I do tartar sauce, I just use like a dill pickle relish. I don't I don't like it sweet. You don't like you don't use a sweet pickle <clears> relish? <throat> I use huh. dill and I yeah. drain it real good. Or either I chop up dill pickles. Because to me, tartar sauce should not be sweet. That's the difference in what we did. Because the, the the mayo had a sweet element. Yeah. When I yeah. when I think of club sandwich, usually it's like honey mustard on them. Yeah. You know, that's what they are, a creamy honey mustard. So it has like a mayonnaise mustard honey kind of flavor to go with the, sweetness the bacon really and the turkey good. and all yeah. that. So, this, so that's what I was thinking with that Cajun mayo. And, and when you said that sweet fire would be great in it because it's going to give it that sweet element. And it worked. It worked really good. Yeah, and it gave it another little kick too. So then we, you know, traditionally it's just lettuce and tomato, turkey, bacon. You could really stack. I see club sandwiches with all kinds of meat. And what I got to thinking, I was thinking as I was jotting down notes for this podcast, um, how that would be if I took, you know, my beef tenderloin, sliced it thin, smoked beef tenderloin. So you had the roast beef type element going, had the smoked turkey element going, and then you had the bacon and then make a club sandwich with that. That'd be the killer club. Because you got got filet, you know, you got beef tenderloin, you got the turkey, you got some really good bacon. I thought you were going to say you were just going to do a beef tenderloin club. Club. Oh, that'd be good. And then do like that horseradish mayo. Oh, that would be good too. That'd be good too. Yeah. But the bread, I did see some questions about, you know, was it a particular kind of bread you should use or whatever. 
We tried. This is the first time I ever bought it. It was called an Artisan Sarah Lee sliced loaf bread. And, I mean, club sandwich in a diner, they're just regular old light bread toast. You know, water wheat, whatever you want to do. And it's just, we just popped it in the toaster. We didn't do anything special to it. Mm-mm. It was just that Sara Lee bread toasted in the regular We picked that artisan bread because it was a little bit thicker, but not like Texas toast thick. Yeah, yeah. It was a little thicker and the pieces seemed to be a little bit bigger. So I knew it would give it a, I wanted to make a man-sized club yeah. sandwich. And if I'm making a sandwich, I ain't making no little dainty Wonder Bread one. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good dainty yeah. Wonder Bread. But, you know, and most of the time, you cut. You see it when I get a club sandwich out. They quarter it, so you get like these four portions of skewered together. And I just did half. I thought that was cool enough. Yeah, it looked well, great. It did, and I put a little Clawson uh, little mini dill pickle on top yeah. for garnish, and off it went. And those sandwiches, I made two. I only made two that day. The rest of that turkey, we just kind of ate without bread. But uh, those two sandwiches did not last long. I did see somebody say, "Who eats that much bread these days?" You can always tell the people that don't have no fun in life by that comment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these, like these bread eaters. They probably eat gravy on their daggum sausage and biscuit too. <laughs> bread eater. I need a shirt that says that too. Bread That's eater. a good mouth breathing bread eater. <laughs> mouth breathing bread eater. Probably got diabetes. Probably do. Probably love themselves. Have a good life. You, um, you could easily throw that turkey breast on the pit at any time, pull it off, throw it in the fridge, yeah. cut it up, serve it whenever you get ready. So that's one you can serve cold. I mean, you don't need it. You don't, I didn't want it warm. I let it sit out for 30 minutes just on the block outside, and it was cool. So it was, I mean, it was, I wouldn't say it's, it wasn't cold, but it was definitely, you it know. It wasn't hot. No, it wasn't hot at you all. You don't want it hot to go on that sandwich. No, not on a club sandwich. I mean, I want, you know, and I sliced it up through the rest of the Ziploc bag, and we just... Ate it cold out of the yeah. fridge. I mean, I think Michael may have made a sandwich. I just ate some pieces of turkey. Me too. It was lunch several days, two yeah. pieces of turkey and a pickle. And it was good. <laughs> it was real good. Um, I ate the lettuce, like made a wrap. Like slight, there were some tomatoes left. So oh, I'd like turkey, tomato, piece of lettuce, and those part of mayo. Those are really pretty tomatoes. And yeah, for, really for a hothouse, you know, they're hothouse tomatoes. I just yeah. got all that Kroger. Burger lettuce that was coming in a little plastic container already washed and everything. This is a great way to use your leftover turkey. It is. It is. Day after Thanksgiving sandwich. Even if it's not, you know, perfect slices, you could just pile up. Yeah. You know, shredded or however you, you know, you pick that carcass apart. That's what we always do. I try to slice, you know, I take the breast off and slice them for serving and then whatever's left off the carcass, we pick all that off and it goes in a bag, usually a bag of dark meat and a bag of white meat and then just make sandwiches off that. Mm-hmm. It's great. It would, and the sandwich the would be easy. I hit the dark. Yeah. You hit the white. Yeah. Uh, dark smoked dark meat's really good. I don't. I hate okay. like fried dark meat or roasted dark meat. I can't eat it. I mean, I, I, I don't even want to try it. But um, the only thing you'd have to do is the bacon and mix up the Creole mayo. But you could really do that bacon in the oven. Oh yeah, it'd be so easy to do in the oven. Yeah. What would you do differently? That was what the, I mean, I was just thinking the different ways, whatever other kind of meat other I could pair versions. with that turkey, yeah, to make another, you know, club sandwich like that. But I thought a, a, a top of roast beef would be good. Ham would be good. Oh, man. Ooh, that, a ham and turkey. There you go. That's Thanksgiving the Thanksgiving ham. club. <laughs> he could do that would have been one, good. one layer of ham, one layer of turkey, and the bacon on each layer. That'd be really good. Would you still do the Cajun-y? 
mayo. You know, I, I might switch it up. I might do a cranberry mayo for that one. Oh, yeah. That would be, you know, interesting. It'd be a different color. Yeah, you could do, get the same same element. You wouldn't have the... um Spice, but it yeah. would be a, a Thanksgiving club. Somebody, somebody do that and take a picture of it and send it to me or tag it. <laughs> it. That'd be a club. good, yeah, day after Thanksgiving. I think I'm not going to do that because I know I'm going to have a turkey. <laughs> If I do, if I do, if we do make that, I'll take a picture and put it on Instagram. And you so. know, I always make that homemade cranberry sauce. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I bet if you took a little bit of that and blended it into some mayo, it would or, be a. It's gonna be a weird looking color. Gonna, <laughs> you know, it's gonna be like a purpley looking. A maroon. Yeah. Sav. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll. it'll I guarantee it'll be I bet good. It'll be good. Yeah. Or you could just go regular mayo and dress a little of that over the. You know, over the turkey or the, a little yeah. of the cranberry sauce just to give Because it, it'd be, you know how they do a Monte Cristo and it's got that jelly element to it on a Monte Cristo sandwich, isn't it? Ham and I think it's like ham, cheese, uh, some kind of jelly. And then they kind of cook it like in a skillet with a lot of butter. And so it kind of like butter toasted. And then they sprinkle brown sugar over the sandwich. It's, no, it's you ever had um, it? powdered sugar. Yeah, powdered sugar, not brown sugar. Yeah, they're okay. They're, it's like a brunchy type sandwich. Yeah. I mean, something. It's like a breakfast brunch. Yeah. It's a little too sweet for my taste. Really? I don't mind it. That reminds me of a French toast sandwich. <laughs> you know, we've also. You had a French toast sandwich? No. <laughs> there you go. Another idea. Um, we also used a turkey breast for those turkey tinga tacos. Yeah. We did back in May. So that'd yeah. be another leftover turkey recipe. That you could do it with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because you could turn it into tacos easy. Mm-hmm. My mom used to always do that. Actually, you know, we always, I grew up, We they would always cook a couple, maybe three turkeys sometimes Thanksgiving. We'd end up with so much leftovers. She'd have to find different. We'd eat turkey for a week. So there'd be turkey <laughs> pot pie. There'd be yeah. all this stuff. Well, she'd make barbecued turkey. And have you ever had, like, I think your mom does it. Like, they'll just take the meat and then add some of the cheap, cheap barbecue sauce out of the pantry, you know, in a skillet. She would do that with a turkey. So you'd have like this pulled barbecue turkey and she'd make us like sandwiches. Almost really? like a almost like a pulled turkey sandwich. Was it any good? I thought it was great when yeah. I was a kid. Now I ain't ate it in a long time, but my mom always used bullseye. <laughs> bullseye <laughs> barbecue her. sauce. Can you get that? I don't know. Do they still have it in our store? She had it at her house last yeah. time I was there. So this week I thought our um we would talk about hunting camp cooking. What it's hunting time. What recipes you cook or bring to deer camp, hunting camp? Well, it could be duck camp. Yeah, it could be any kind of hunting camp. Hunt, yeah. Just hunting camp cooking. Well, that's a good. Or one. I guess fish camp, depending on where you are in the country. Well, I did make some notes, and we're going to talk about that. The first thing that I think of, I don't know why, is a pot of stew. Yeah. Seem like whenever I, whenever we go to camp, there's always a big pot on the back of the stove, and it was a stew, and it might be hind quarter cut up, it might be shoulder of a deer, it might be a chuck roast. It was always like some kind of meat browned chunks of it, cooked with onions and you know uh, garlic and potato, beef stew mix, and uh, I always I always put some AP in it. Like two tablespoons of AP will set a pot of stew off. Yeah. I mean, it'll it really will. And then that cooks down for hours. I mean, you can do this in crock pot, but usually it's just you brown that meat and you start building it with your beef stock and you know 
maybe some veg. Like, uh, the veg, I don't put the veg. That's why I was going to cook it like three or four hours and let that meat cook down first. So it's starting to get tender. Then, because if you do, if you put your potatoes and your carrots and all that in too soon, it cooks to mush and you don't, you want them to have some texture. So I usually add carrots, new potatoes, some more onion. I like to put mushrooms in it. And at the very end, like an hour before I know that we're going to eat at camp, I'll put some green beans in there. And a lot of times I'll use the frozen cut green beans or you could use canned green beans. Um, you could probably use fresh green beans. It's going to take them longer. You probably wouldn't want to put those in later. But all that cooks down, and man, it's it's not a it's not it's, it's a stew. It's not a soup. You can turn it into a soup, but it's just a pot pot of deer stew or a pot yeah. of beef stew. And we eat it a lot of times. We eat it over rice. That's uh, our mashed potatoes. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody make some mashed potatoes and they'll serve stew over it. But it's great for throwing in a bowl. You know, grabbing a spoon or a fork and. And the meat's tender and it's hearty. You come in from hunting, you've been cold outside, just eating stew. So that was the first thing that come to my mind. Yeah, anything you can let simmer and stay warm all day. All day. Yeah, the crock pot, that's why crock pots are great. But usually it's a big old pot. And that pot would stay going. <laughs> like when we, when we would go to camp, I remember there, the pot would be there like all weekend. <laughs> and you just keep adding to it. Like, you know, you might throw some more meat in it the next day Would or you cool not. it off? It always stayed on low. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it got turned off some, but it usually it end up being on and on low. And then seems like you'd turn scary. it back up. I hate saying the deer camp ain't the healthiest place. <laughs> first off, I mean, hygiene kind of goes out. It depends on if you got good running water. I mean, if you're going out to the outhouse, I mean, you got we're cutting stuff with our pocket knives and eating it. You know, you might want a piece of old sausage. You just whack it off. And I imagine it. it can't so, say you probably gutted a deer that nice and you just no. rinsed it or something, wiped it off on your britches leg. No. All that's thrown out the window. That's what makes you a man, Shell. You don't, you don't know nothing about this. <laughs> so is it all Little Debbie's during the day and then grilled meat? No, but I did put that on some note on here. My very last note, and I'm going to skip. I don't know why I'm going to skip to it, but I am, was just, I was just going to say Christmas tree cake. <laughs> <laughs> they're out they're out right now fresh in kroger and that is some deer camp food they have a huge display in the I was gonna, i've got all this stuff i want to talk about but then i skipped to the christmas tree cakes oh man you know I love um, them. it's like a little white oh god they're so delicious a little cream in it with the little sprinkles over it in the and shape of a christmas tree mush them into your mouth yeah they're two biters <laughs> two biters can't Maybe go wrong with it up. so after after the stew, which it gets better over time. That's the last thing I wrote about the stew. The stew, it does yeah. get better over time. I mean, time. anything like it sits there. Stuff. Yeah, um, chili. Yeah, that's something we always cook. And I've done different kinds of deer camp. I've had the deer camp where it's just a bunch of guys telling lies. You know, we're drinking cold beers and hanging out in trailers. And then the what else is deer camp to me is. My mom and dad have a, a, their own little farm up in Chihuahua, Tennessee. It's kind of middle of nowhere. Um, my good buddy Danny Montgomery lives up there and has a, has a little farm there too, the cabin and stuff. And to me, that's deer camp too. It's really just getting to spend time with my family and, and uh, you know, hunt with Waylon and take Michael and all that. And that kind of deer camp food is different. That's a different. whole different ballgame. Because that's mom's my, cooking my mom's cooking. And, it, and anything goes when my mom's <laughs> cooking it. But chili was one thing that I think of because it's kind of a cold weather food. Yeah. And we always cook it. You, we cook chili at home a lot too. 
but it, there's nothing that stays, you know, it's one of those that gets better mm-hmm. over time. You know, you cook and it. And you can show up with it. You can it. show up with it already cooked. You can freeze it and bring it to camp if you're traveling. It's easy to reheat. You can reheat it in the microwave. You can reheat it in a skillet. You can put but it in a, a Dutch oven over coals. You can put it in a crock pot. Yeah. There's all kinds of ways you can reheat it. Now, to me, the kind of chili that, that a lot of times that we cook, it's a, usually a ground, some kind of ground meat. It's either ground beef or ground deer. That's a great way we, you know, we use our deer meat. Does have beans in it. Usually a can of Rotel, a couple cans of tomatoes. A, a, you put Rotel in it. I don't. Chili pack. You know, everybody knows what a chili pack is. You can get them at the grocery <laughs> store. It's like a you chili fixings chili or whatever. Food. You have a chili recipe that's very. I do. Yeah, yeah. And that, but that's you know that's it more time. I'm not cooking. If you cook that one, you'd cook it ahead of time and then yeah. bring it with you and reheat it. This is. But I'm just talking about old fashioned chili. Deer can. Yeah, deer yeah. can chili. And, you know, you cook that down, add a little water to it, and it, it, it's it's chili in a couple hours, and it's ready to roll. Make chili dogs with it. Um, Frito pie. Frito chili pies. I mean, all that good stuff. But that's deer camp, deer camp chili. It's simple. Now, also, oh, I was going to say this. What's What do you eat with your chili? Uh, yeah, anybody guess? <laughs> Weirdest damn thing. <laughs> Mayonnaise and chili, huh? It's just you put a little, so you get your saltine, and you just put a little smear of mayonnaise, and then you put your chi- chili on your saltine, and you eat it. You know what we grew up eating with chili? And it might, it sounds crazy. Cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls. It's an Arkansas thing. I don't know where, we got, we, we always had, we always had them. Mm-hmm. My mom makes the best homemade yeast rolls. And she takes those homemade yeast rolls, the same dough, and you know, normally for a yeast roll, you cut them out into the roll and let them rise in the pan. Well, before she does to make the yeast roll, she takes that dough and they roll it out on a big table, like a big, you know, one of them bacon mat things. You roll it out and you brush it with melted butter and you take brown sugar and cinnamon and sprinkle all over it. Then you roll it up like a log and then they cut them into these big rolls and then they put those in the pan and let them rise. Has your mom ever made these since? I don't know. If, I don't know if she's made them since. I've never seen that. Really? Yet. I'm going to have to get her to make yes. some. Make her make you some cinnamon rolls. I'll tell her they're, for they're, Thanksgiving. They're we'll deadly. They're dead. They'll put twenty pounds on you, like two of them. I mean, and then she lets those rise and bakes them, and then she glazes them with like a confection of sugar, a little sugary glaze. I don't know what's in it, but it's good too. And then you eat that with cinnamon. You eat that with chili. So instead of eating crackers or anything else, it's a big old cinnamon roll and chili. And you don't think about it. But cinnamon is a secret ingredient in a lot of people's chili. Yes. It's even, I even use it in, it's in the barbecue rub. I mean, just a hint, but cinnamon brings out, you know, all these other flavors it goes with it. You don't think of it as being, oh, you know, a Texas chili or whatever, having yeah. cinnamon in it, but if you a lot of people right, do. you shouldn't be able to tell. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's not overpowering at all. And so the cinnamon rolls with a little of the sweetness, really, if you hadn't tried a cinnamon roll with chili, just. Go get you some Hostess cinnamon rolls and a can of Wolf chili. <laughs> I thought you were weird when you first told me that, but then I've met several other people who yeah. told me that. But they all grew up in Arkan in the Arkansas yeah. area. Yep, right across the river. Yep, um, it's a thing. It really is. I know cinnamon a lot of people chili. that drink milk with their chili. That's like a thing. You know, I don't Which, hate that milk and chili because it cuts the yeah yeah and, uh, the heat too. Yeah. If you think about it, it kind of because you know, some some chili now a deer camp can get hot. <laughs> you get guys wanting to add to it and stuff, you know, stuff can get thrown in there and you can get, chili. you can get a pot of chili where it'll light you up. Yeah. 
But uh, and that's uh, I can see where the milk would come in there needing it. <laughs> it. Who was it told us? Was it Mark told us that that uh, who was it was at a chili contest and uh, David Magnus was cooking milk down in it. Yeah, is that what is that yeah. where is that I who think it was he David? Said David Magnus was cooking. Yeah, he said it was. He said you wouldn't think it was good, but I think David Magnus could cook anything. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he. So he was pouring milk into the chili and cooking it down, and and see, so I would my thinking was it's going to turn it like some weird orange creamy yeah, looking thing, but like your cranberry mayo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would. I don't know. I never tried. I never yeah. heard of putting milk in chili. I'll try it until then. But he said he slowly added it all day. So another chili that I absolutely love, and it goes great with deer. I've, I've actually cooked this when when I, when I went to camp was white chicken chili. Yeah. And man, it's fantastic. I haven't made any white chicken chili I know. this year. I didn't even put that on my list. I it's time. About it's it. time for white chicken chili. And if you've never had white chicken chili, all you need is some chicken breast. You can boil them down. Uh, Why do you have to use chicken breast? Couldn't you use a whole chicken? You could use a whole chicken. You I always use chicken breast. Meat. I use chicken breast. I use uh, white northern beans, cans of green chilies. Uh, it's got a lot of cumin in it. You stay away from the chili seasoning pack for that, mm-hmm. and you just use your own seasons. It's got uh, cumin, salt, pepper, garlic. Yeah, you know chicken all broth. those chicken broth, those type flavors, and you get your flavor. You get a lot of the chili flavor from the cans of green chili. Yeah, and that's what goes in it. And so I, what I do is I usually make my own broth because I'll boil some chickens and throw some some that's onions like and stuff and onions chicken. and garlic in there, making cook that down that liquid down and strain it. And use that to make my white chicken. Almost like when you start making stewed chicken for your chicken dumplings. Yeah. Kind of the same way. That's but you don't like want to but you don't want to shred the chicken. You I like it cubed. I like I like, so that's why I like the whole the but you big don't get breast. A good broth from just breast. I don't well you think. can throw some wings, you can bowl you can boil whatever you wanted in there to make your stock. You gotta have that's, that carcass the, in there to get the I'll tell you how I do it. <laughs> but that's how you make, you know, white chicken. And then it's got a lot of jack cheese in it at the end. Mm-hmm. And then I always serve it with um, like a pico, yeah. uh, sour cream, a little, little more shredded cheese, a little cilantro. That's kind of like toppings for it. And you could add corn to it. That's good. Um, you know, you can put up, you can put some other things in there to make it. They have a white chicken chili mix too with the chili seasonings, like a McCormick. Oh, really? Yeah, I've never seen that. My mom uses it. Pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you have to doctor it a little. Yeah. Don't ever just follow the directions. <laughs> <laughs> But that's a that's a good version of chili that that I really like. You know, um, and then we do no bean chili, which is kind of a Texas chili that yeah. you like, because you said that your mom you wouldn't eat beans, so you, your mom would have to make you chili without beans. Or? No. Oh, I thought I thought you always said <laughs> that before she would take some out before you she made no. the. Oh really? <laughs> what would you do? Pick the beans out? Yeah, just pick the beans out. I'd huh. sit there and pout. Pick the beans out. <laughs> now I'm. I'll eat the beans. I just don't like a lot of them in there when I make my chili. So how do you do? How do you, what? What's your standard for no bean chili? Um, it's a lot of meat. You know, Paula Dean has one. It's a Texas chili recipe, um, and it's really good. That's yeah. what I kind of use my base of ground meat, or do you use like cut yeah. up your own? No, 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 no. I never. I don't. I've never. I don't like the texture the um, cubed meat gets after yeah. it's been cooked for so long. It's almost tough. I like it when they do it long enough to where the meat breaks down. Yeah. It's almost cooking it in like little cubes of roast and turn that into a chili. Oh, that's good. But yeah. it's got to be tiny little cubes and you got to cook it a lot longer. Yeah. But the ones I've had in the past, maybe they didn't get cooked long enough. Maybe it was a cheaper cut. I don't know. But You don't use Rotel? It's just 
Where do you get your spice from? Seasoning? Dry yeah. seasoning? Yeah, seasonings. I mean, I use cans of um, diced tomatoes and crushed tomatoes and tomato juice and a little tomato paste. But That's all that's in it is meat and then tomato juice and tomato sauce and tomato paste? Yeah, but I use sausage too. It's ground beef and sausage. Okay, I got gotcha. so you. A little combo. Uh, you put anything else weird in there? No. Cocoa or anything? <laughs> no, it's a pretty uh, straightforward, easy uh, recipe. Little sugar to balance it, you know, not to make it sweet, to balance it. And um, you put me on the spot. I need the recipe need in recipe. front of me. <laughs> well, I had it on here to ask you because you gotta give me a I like on I personally like beans and my chili. Yeah. And <clears> I, I <throat> always I add I mean, it. There's nothing wrong when with I make no you beans, chili. When I make you chili, I always add the beans. I just don't add a whole, a, a lot. Yeah. But one other food, the next one on my list to talk about for uh, hunting camp cooking is fried tenderloin. It's the, probably the best thing that comes <laughs> off a deer. And I guess if you're hunting ducks, you probably don't have any deer tenderloin. <laughs> <You can, laughs> but if you're hunting it. with me, we're going to have some fried deer tenderloin. And what we do is we take these are the inner tenderloins, not the backstrap, the inner tenderloins. And so you got to. How gotta, big are they? They're probably. I don't know. Maybe it depends on how big the deer is. Some of them are, you know, half pound. Some of them are a little bit bigger. But they're if you think of a like a pork tenderloin, it's way smaller than that. That's what I'm. Yeah. And then so what we do is I, usually I soak them in buttermilk, cut them up, get all the silver skin off, and then we cut them into little pieces. They're you know little bite sized pieces. And then uh, a lot of times I'll take a mallet, a meat mallet, and just kind of tenderize them a little bit. Not 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 beating them to death. But just flattening them out, getting a little more size and a little more uniformity to it, and then I'll soak them in some buttermilk and hot sauce, and then we. How long? It, it take you know it, whatever it hours good uh, four hours ain't gonna hurt them. Yeah, you know it don't need to go overnight or anything. Then season up some flour, salt and pepper, AP seasoning, whatever you like, Tony's Cajun seasoning, however you like it to season your flour. Dredge those buttermilk soaked uh, pieces of the deer tenderloin. In the flour, and get you some hot peanut oil, just in an iron skillet. You just need a couple. You're just you know, coating the bottom of the pan. No, 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 no. Or are you actually deep? Frying yeah, pan frying it. it. Yeah, pan frying, pan frying it. it. So you, you need, you know, an inch, probably not two inches, inch and an inch and a half at all. You want them to kind of the oil coming up over it a little bit, but where it's but not submerged. It's, yeah, it, it's kind of submerged. I don't mind them being a little submerged, but if they're not, they'll cook too. We're just pan frying it, and then I put them in there in the hot oil, flip them one time after they brown up. You don't have to worry about the internal temperature on them. They're gonna be by the time it browns up, these little bites are gonna be done, and they will melt in your mouth. I mean, you take them out, drain them on some paper towel, serve them. Uh, I always and serve them biscuits and gravy. That's one of them. <laughs> your gravy eater too. Yeah, heck yeah, bread and gravy. My dad but, would cook that. He would serve it with biscuits, rice, and he he made a, a tomato gravy. The oh yeah, uh, we always serve it just with milk gravy. Yeah. Peppery milk gravy with those little tenderloins and some biscuits over with rice, with mashed potatoes. Yeah, that's that's hunt camp food right there. Everything's brown and white yeah. on the plate. But you you always have a stew. <laughs> but that's probably the it's the best thing to eat off a of deer. I mean, you know they don't have they're smaller and there's not a lot. You know, you, it's a tender cut. Yeah, and a lot of people don't even take it out. They don't want to. You know, you get these people that don't want to that don't want to gut deer. They just want to cut the primals off, the shoulders, the hindquarters, the back straps, maybe take some of the neck meat, but they don't want to go in that inner cavity because you got to get the guts out. Mm-hmm. There's a way that you can, there's videos on it, how you can remove those without 
without having to gut the deer. Yeah. Well, you just, yeah, you kind of come in through the back and cut it away, and it'll, the carcass will kind of fall down, keep everything inside, and you can reach in there and just cut them out. And so we all, we, we always take them out. Even if I have some deer processed, like if I don't have time to clean it, I'm taking it to the processor. I'll, I'll tell them, keep my inner loins whole. Cause I want, I want them. I want to cut them myself. And I want to tenderize them. And I know I'm going to fry them. They are so good. So good. You know, it's that time of year. Yeah. And I've got some in the freezer that, I, that I've been holding off on. You know, that's the kind of the thing that I treasure too. Like, oh, I got to wait to cook. I got to wait to cook those. We're going to go to camp and cook them. Or we're going to cook those special. You know, you're not just going to mm-hmm. cook those right up when you get them. <laughs> I mean, I remember having A lot of times I'll save several packs up. But you need, you know, if you're cooking for a crowd, you need a bunch of it. Um, I, I can eat two whole ones, no problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and and cooking them that way and serving them with a gravy and you know it, yeah. it it stretches it. But I remember having that at least once a year as a kid. But it was always this time of year. <laughs> yeah, it's time. Yeah, get you ready. Get you in the mood. That's usually yeah. opening weekend. You're eating that. That's what you're eating because knowing why you're out there and, and that's, mm-hmm. that's that's whole part of it. Uh, the next one I want that that's pretty much a staple that everybody knows needs to know how to cook is the bacon wrap backstrap with a little bit of cream cheese and a little bit of you know jalapeno slices. I'm not talking about like ABT. It's just a piece of backstrap, slices a dab of cream cheese on it, couple of pickled jalapenos wrapped in bacon. Now we always soak the backstrap. We cut it up and soak it. Usually it's soaked in something like Italian dressing. Dales, <clears throat> um, uh, Mississippi, we got Hoover sauce and Fireman John's marinade. That's if you're from Mississippi, you know those. If you're not, well, you need to get some because <laughs> Hoover sauce like and Fireman John's. Fireman John's better than <clears throat> do you? Yeah. So, uh, Hoover's has a little soy, a little more Asiany flavor too. You have a recipe that's a backstrap that you have those Asian flavors for that I yeah. bet Hoover's would be really good. It's for. really good. It's really good. Um, if you, you know, some people don't like Dale's because it's so salty. Mm-hmm. Good alternative for that's Moore's. Uh, they're pretty similar. Moore's an Alabama company, but they do, uh, and it's a less, you know, less salty kind of marinade along those lines of Dale's. But that's pretty much what people soak deer in. And we take those back straps, clean them up, cut them into uh, smaller, it's not like a filet mignon size, but usually it's probably about. I don't it's know. Why does your finger jalapeno? Yeah, well, you know, why did half inch, half inch through? Yeah, probably a half inch slice, and yeah, it, it, that's the bottom piece. Now your cream cheese lays in that, and then your couple jalapeno rings go on that, and then you wrap the whole thing in bacon. Usually, I'll skewer them to keep them together, and all on one skewer, just space them out a little bit, and those go on the grill. That'd be a good recipe for you to add. Yeah, I don't think I've done a video Mm-mm, on it. I've got like some that. more wild game cooking than I want to do, but uh, um, Kevin O'Sullivan called you yesterday asking about uh, beef cheeks. Yeah, he's doing the beef cheeks at Duck Camp uh, opening weekend. He's got some guys coming in hunting with him and. Uh, they're going to be doing those. That, that's a great deer camp recipe because it, it makes is. so much meat. And if you got them and you got them trimmed before you get to camp, all you do is get them on the pit, get some smoke on them, break them down, and then you're making beef cheek tacos for everybody. Yeah. He was doing for 20 people. I said, well, man, two packs would probably be enough, but being deer camp or duck camp and you want more than that, I'd probably do three packs. So yeah. And then you're looking at $60 worth of beef cheeks and a feed. Ton of people. I mean, that's when you when you go by a person, it's not that bad. You get you a smorgasbord of toppings. Yeah, you to make everybody happy. Yeah. yeah, 
big flat top, throw your tortillas out, warm them up, and then let them build their own tacos mm-hmm. with a big pile of that beef chick meat. KO's got him a new rub out. He does. What uh, What's it called? Sully's uh, Steak Dust or something like that? Yeah, it's, no, it's not black. steak dust. It's not like a char- typical charcoal rub. It's, it's got a great flavor. Yeah, it tastes like it tastes like something come off the grill already. Yeah. What does he call it? It's Sully's uh, something dust. It's for all game. It's a, it's like a, a well, he he made it for a wild game seasoning. It's good to- on steaks though. I've tried it. You know? <laughs> it's good. He he brought me a couple of bottles of it, but I'd tried some of the prototype before, and he'd let me try it. And uh, it's We're good stuff. We're gonna have to add it to the website because it's different. No, yeah, we don't have yeah. No, it's like it's straight. I mean, he, he's made it for a wild game seasoning yeah. too. And what I like about it is it does give you, man, it tastes like, to me, it tastes like ribeye in a bottle. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where you can't just go heavy with it. It's, yeah. it's a dust. So it's meant to go super light. You can still put yeah, the regular seasons grind. on it and yeah. then put that on there and cook it. So it's almost like a powder. It's powdery. You know, it looks like, if you've ever seen gunpowder, it looks like gunpowder. Yeah. It's got that color to it. It's good stuff. So how many meals do you typically get at a hunting camp? Do you just do a nighttime? Um, <laughs> Typically... Many investigating Typ- things. Yeah. Typically, you know, we'll have, there's always a breakfast. So we get up, go hunting. You usually don't eat before you go hunting because you're getting yeah. up, it's still dark. Yeah. But then when you come back from hunting, there's usually breakfast. And that's usually sausage and biscuits and gravy. I mean, somebody might cook some eggs. And for my mom, she's throwing it out. There's bacon, hash browns, you eggs. You have to throw all your that. mom's thing No, out. that's, that's deer camp cooking. <laughs> Everybody needs a good camp cook. <laughs> My mom just happens to be the best. <laughs> but sausage and biscuits. I mean, I, I, pretty standard sausage and biscuits. And it's 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 either going to be you know regular pork sausage or more than likely deer sausage mm-hmm. that we've had put up in the freezer. Um, I always you know we always put up deer sausage breakfast style, hot and spicy. Um, actually, I'm working. I've got some seasonings that I'm in the process of getting bottled now for making your own sausage. Cause it's some, my mom's been making country sausage as long as I've been alive. And, um, I finally kind of got her to sit down with me and work on some of the recipes. And I think I got them to where I want them to where, um, it's foolproof. I mean, you can take you, I mean, you can take you a pound of ground meat, whether it's pork or deer, or, you know, whatever you want to uh, chicken sausage, add this season, you know, add some season to it. And you got something better than Jimmy Dean. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's really, it's really yeah. good. And I'm doing a hot and a regular version, but that's that we make those in the sausage patties, cook them in a skillet, put a pan of biscuits in the oven, and you know most time if it's at camp, they're just a watt biscuits, you know the kind you got to beat on the counter, bust open, <laughs> throw them. In the, <laughs> you can't go wrong with some hungry jacks, man. Oh, flaky yeah. ones. <laughs> those I make like a good sausage and biscuit. Now if it's a mom's, oh, it's homemade, homemade biscuits. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. She's the she swear she can throw a pan of biscuits together before you can get them out of a wok biscuit can <laughs> and then put them in. I guarantee you. But uh, you and then the gravy. Help? Usually we make you know some gravy at camp. It may be a packet gravy, something easy, but it's. I mean, it's kind of like flour, uh, oil. Make a roux and then start adding milk to it. Kind of let it thicken up. Bring it to a bowl and you got white gravy. But the whole key is to keep it from getting lumpy. You got to whisk it. And then usually we'll add a little sausage grease or something like that to give it some flavor. Maybe crumble up some of the sausage to go in there. And you take those biscuits, bust them open, put you a couple pieces of sausage over the top, and then label you some <laughs> of that gravy over it. And you got something that's going to get you through till after the afternoon hunt. 
and you're ready to come back to eat dinner. So usually it's just two brunch. meals. No, you, you know, <laughs> somebody might get them a snack at lunch, or usually you'll carry something with you. It might be a sandwich or some little Debbie tree cakes or <laughs> something, something like it's that nuts. for lunch, you know, to go back out for the afternoon hunt. And in the evening, you come back and there's a big meal. And that's when you're going to eat your stews or your chilies or we're going to throw something on the grill. And usually, if it's a bunch of guys, everybody's cooking something different. We're all just kind of bringing almost like a potluck style. Yeah. Everybody's and everybody something brings there. something. You know, you're going to do this. I'm going to do this. And we're all going to get us a paper plate and sit around and eat some dinner and have a whiskey drink and then get ready to go to bed and get up and go hunting the next day. Do you get to eat more indulgent foods at deer camp, like vacation, you know? No, <laughs> like, it's not indulgent. I mean, we're not fine dining. Everything's paper. No, plate. I'm not. When I'm saying indulgent, maybe that maybe that's the wrong I mean, word. I'm talking, yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's always snacks. <laughs> like when I, you go on vacation, you buy the little Debbie's, you know. You, there's the, Everybody's going, you buy the there may bars. be a candy bowl, you know, <laughs> yeah. there may be. Some chips and stuff like yeah. that, and some drinks, but that's about. More I mean, it's, it's more about simple. We really try to keep it simple. Yeah, I mean, nobody's trying to. to clean. Yeah, unless you unless you got one of these camps where they do have a shelf or a fancy kitchen that you can cook like Kevin's. Kevin, he's state of the art over there. He's got big, you know, cookers, flat tops, fryers, smokers, grills, you name it. Walk in pantry. I mean, it's a lodge, you know. Yeah, we I've never had that. I've always hunted out of. Most of, yeah, mobile homes, <laughs> trailers. I never tent tent hunted, but you know, come up um, my mom's just different. You never know what you're gonna have. Uh, She's gonna have it all. Might go to Crab Man's, Jim Crabs there. See, that's where if, if you're in Chihuahua, it's different because everybody's either, you're either gonna eat with saying. my mom or you're gonna get up and you're gonna go to Jim Crabs downtown Chihuahua, and that's the hangout. That's where everybody goes for breakfast before you go every day, not just hunting season. But that's where you go, and you eat. You know, you get Jim's making the only biscuits and gravy and sauce. It's the only. It's the best one in town, and it shares its location with the 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 local USPS. That's <laughs> just so happens because it's close to the train tracks. But that's <laughs> it's that's how you time. do it, yeah. Um, but you know, okay. So some other snacks I had idea. You asked me about that because I we always take jerky. I make deer jerky. Uh, you can make beef jerky, you can use it and make London brawl, but you just cut it up into little strips. And I started out making it with just those packs. Like you get a jerky starter pack and it's a season you mix up and you put it in the refrigerator and then you take it out. And you, Who was it telling us about the the one? You that was squeeze. David, the yeah. jerky gun. I was going to talk about that. I've got to where I don't use those kits anymore. I make my own stuff. So I'll season my meat a little bit, but then I like to wet marinate it. I like to add different things to it. Like some of the, um, Maybe Dale's or, uh, you know, Fireman John's marinade, um, things like that. If you want it teriyaki, you can put some in teriyaki. If you want an Asian flavor, you can put put soy sauce and stuff. Um, Usually, um, yeah, see, if if I know it, most of the time it doesn't last. So I'm really not worried about the pink salt cure for for the jerky because it's going to go so fast. But if you do know you're going to keep it for a long time, you need to add the appropriate amount of pink salt to how much ever meat you're using. There's ratios for it. You can look them up. But the pink salt is the curing salt that actually makes it chef stable where yeah. it's not going to go bad. If you know you're going to eat it that week, it'll it'll last in a Ziploc bag until, I mean, most times jerky's gone so fast. I make up a bunch of it. And then, so if I know I'm going to make up a bunch of it and try to vacuum seal it, I'll cure it a little bit. But if it's just going to be to be ate right away, I won't. Yeah. Um, that's, that's something that we always take to camp. There's always somebody's got some jerky passing around. Snack sticks are a big one. I've never actually made my own snack sticks, but they're the. Have you ever had, uh, what, what is it, Slim Jims or yeah. those, 
what's, what's the other one yeah. with the Sasquatch? Jack Jack Slings yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Those are good. But it's those things, and you can get them from your deer processor. I got a great local processor. Hunter Williams got Final Approach Taxidermy here in Hernando. He's he does one of the best. He makes we've, <clears throat> we've ever had. He makes uh, jalapeno cheese summer sauces that'll hurt you, and that's something that we take and we eat on crackers with a little mustard. And it's just they they use that high heat uh, cheese that don't melt, and then they mix. They take the. He's got his own blend of seasonings that he mixes with the. Uh, the meat and it's got a little jalapeno mixed chunks of jalapeno mixed in with it and he cases it in one of these big casings mm-hmm. and then they smoke it and then it, it's pretty much uh, fully cooked all you gotta do is slice it and eat it you don't have to cook it anymore he, uh, he vacuum really seals good. it and keep it in the freezer throw it out it's a great snack i've had some that's dry i've had some that's flavorless i've had some you know that's yeah. been processed uh, so deer summer sausage it, he his is and so sell it. he grind that you grind that the snack sticks yeah. you grind the summer sausage you, so you can do jerky like that too you can grind your jerky um mix all your seasons with it and then put it in one of these jerky guns and that's what you're talking about it looks like a big caulk gun yeah with a little wide mouth or you know it shoots it out in strips they make a double barrel one like it kind of oh, really? shoots out two strips and it allows you to uh a little bit te- if, if you don't like some people don't like the texture of real beef jerky they say it's tough usually that's overcooked i want mine still pliable it takes about four to six hours at 225 to do good jerky uh on the pit but uh i'm gonna do a recipe on doing a traeger jerky because people have been asking me to and traeger's big on doing jerky so i'm gonna do one on, yeah. on mine and, so, and show how it turns out but but to do this ground meat you can either do it in a dehydrator. You could, you know, you could shoot it on a dehydrator tray, or you could just shoot it on like those same kind of trays that I, yeah, like the cooling that, racks. that I use for yeah, the, the bacon. Racks or- yeah, and then put it right on the pit, and it it's, makes perfect little flat pieces of jerky that's a little more tender. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I, I like it. Do you have? I kind of personally things? like to cut jerky better than those. I don't have a jerky good. It might be a good Christmas Christmas present. present. David actually said he had an extra one. He's going to give me when he's telling me about it. But what? But what I thought <laughs> was cool. <laughs> and he's he makes those David makes those uh, snack sticks without the skin, like we had out at World Foods, where it's just he he's putting it in his jerky gun and it shoots out a tube. As long as you don't mess with it, you just shoot it out on a rack. It'll cook and hold together. You don't have to have that fibrous casing. And so I thought that was neat. I hadn't tried those yet. I mean, yeah. I I have a stuffer. I don't know if it does the little ones. I'd have to look and see if I got an attachment or not or not. Or not. But uh, that's what I've been wanting to make some some sticks and uh try my own summer sausage and see how it turned out but uh um i've got I it on noticed, my list i have noticed that a lot of your friends ask you to cook stuff so they can take it to deer camp <laughs> yeah like i just i just cooked some ribs. some uh what was some butts and ribs from uh billy swayze the long guy <laughs> he, he went out to colorado elk hunting he's like man cut me some butts and some ribs and i vacuum sealed them up and he takes them out to colorado he said those guys are crazy over it, and they think he cooked it. <laughs> Billy's out there feeding folk stuff that I cooked. <laughs> but you've right, cooked briskets and, and yeah, prime said, ribs, yeah, and yeah. I feel like we have more people ask you to cook something so they can take it to deer camp than we do the holidays. Yeah. Um, do you ever do any desserts out there? No, we don't do desserts at deer Christmas tree camps. <laughs> you already mentioned the desserts. It's on my mind. I didn't. I don't, I've got to go by Kroger. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you something uh-huh. else that is killer. We're off the Christmas tree. This goes back to going to Shawali, is pork tenderloin and biscuits. Going and getting those at the store. 
If you've never had, I need. To, I got that on my list to, to to cook. But if you've never had a pork tenderloin fried with a biscuit, oh, it's awesome. That's deer. That's deer camp breakfast too. A lot of times, uh, that's like gas if I'm station. going, yeah, if I'm going, if I'm if, if I'm if my deer camp is home, I'm getting up and going hunting from here somewhere. And we'll hit the shell station <laughs> and get a get a biscuit. It might be a sausage and biscuit or everybody knows I don't that know they have one gas biscuits. station that sells the goods. Yeah, they don't have tenderloin biscuits around here. That's a that's a McNair County thing. Well, um, it drive to Raymer for a, for a pork tenderloin <laughs> biscuit. Did they put gravy on it or is it no, just pork tenderloin? It's just pork tenderloin on a big cathead biscuit okay. wrapped up. You know? Where's your? You can put a, some jelly on it if you want to. You don't need it. Needs a sauce, sounds like. No, it's, it's so good. It's like a super tender fried pork chop on a biscuit. Well, that's about all our time. <laughs> well, I didn't give a trailer update. I got that okay. on my list. The trailer, the deposit has been paid. The quote came back. I, I've been talking to Tracy. I probably talked to him three times this week, uh, going back and forth on you know little tweaks and this and that. And... I finally got my quote. He's my trailer. It came back at thirty five thousand dollars. I knew it was going to be high, but I wanted to. I mean, I didn't think in the grand scheme of things in the barbecue trailer world that price tag is not that. bad. It's not that bad for what I'm getting. It's going to have. It'll sleep four. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty strong. It's got a full bathroom, full stand up shower, toilet, hand washing sink. It's going to have onboard gas. It's going to have two ACs to keep it cool, thermostatically controlled. Um. It's going. I even had them to add the little the boogie lights down along the bottom where it changes lights. lights. It's going. It's going to make it look cool, shit. I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting there and put on a light show. But yeah, I'm excited. The trailer has been started, and I hope, I hope that we're going to get to go over there because I want to document. I want to. I want to share how we're building this trailer. Yeah, what what some of his process is. Uh, if if guys out there that want to, you know, thinking about getting a trailer built, he he really does uh, food trucks. That's yeah. his main – I think that's the main trailer he builds is like food truck-style trailers. But he's he does build barbecue trailers too for guys doing competition barbecue. And he's real high so, quality. Oh, like man. That's, that's Yeah, that's what I'm that's excited his... about. The axles he's putting on there, the steel tubing he's using, it's beefed up. He's spacing it out for how much weight you're going to carry. And it's going to be a heavy trailer. When I saw the plans, I was, not ex- I was expecting a lot heftier price tag. Yeah. Just well, because 35 I've... is pretty stout. It's going to take me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I've talked to a lot of other guys that have spent more. Yeah. And just a few things. If you missed me on the Barbecue Central show, I did. I, it was this past Tuesday, but it is archived. I talked to Greg the first Tuesday of every month. So you can go back. Yeah, you can go back and listen to those. And uh, also, also, we've got something cool coming up. What? Um, the, the Meatheads Meetup. Oh, yeah. We're going to be doing, and that's going to be. July. In July. Yeah, we got a ways to plan for it. But he's coming to Memphis with his Pitmaster Club or anybody that wants to come. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, it's not a conference. It's just a meetup. We're going to be talking barbecue. There's going to be some people there speaking. I'm going to get to talk, I think. I don't know. He invited me. Yeah. And I'm sure he's going to let me talk. But we're going to the rendezvous one night. And there's going to be some other barbecue touring type stuff in Memphis. So you're going to. I guess we're gonna. Uh, everybody's gonna get to experience what Memphis has to offer in barbecue yeah. scene, and so that's gonna be exciting. It's right here in my backyard, so I couldn't when he when he told me about it, I couldn't go. And I think we, you're doing um, a session. So if you if you don't know who Meathead is, his website Amazing Ribs. Y'all go check that out. 
it's all it's probably it's my resource for anything yeah, that I need. Resource. You know, I've known about amazing ribs for a long time. He has the most um, in depth uh, trailer, not trailer barbecue grill reviews. He is oh, yeah. reviewed and um, really put every barbecue grill and every smoker on the market to the test and kind of broke down the pros and cons of it. Yeah. So, so check it out. Yeah, and uh, the next big thing we have coming up for contest wise is the sheds contest. I don't know if it's full yet, but I bet it's getting there. But if you're thinking about going, you need to go ahead and sign it's up. January, it's going to be a double double steak cook, a rib cook, a turkey cook, a Bloody Mary, and a kid's cook. Uh, they have one price to get you in all of them if you want in all of them. That's what we're doing. But that's going to be a fun one. I don't know if I'll have my trailer ready by then. I may may not be able to take it down there. That's okay. I've been looking at um, RVs. RVs. Rentals. RV rentals. We're not, I'm not buying so them. Like, I'm buying them for <laughs> VR, You know, VRBO is like vacation rentals. You can rent people's houses. Well, yeah. I didn't realize this until I started researching. They have the same thing for people's RVs. So you can rent people's they RVs. They share their people yeah, share their Yeah, I think it's called RVshare.com. What if I do that barbecue trailer? I would not share my barbecue trailer. Y'all would drag it out. <laughs> Well, um, so we're going to try to, I'm, a, I'm actually having on my list to find an RV and in Mississippi this weekend, youth season opens. So get out there and take a kid hunting. Uh, me and Wayland are going to take Michael hunting this weekend after his football game. So, um, uh, next week we're doing a turkey recipe, turkey recipe next week, getting geared up for Thanksgiving. It's on the way folks. Different? Y'all get the stretchy pants out. <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing. I'm gonna do. A, I'm doing a stuffed turkey. Everybody's always been on me to do a stuffed turkey, and it's not something we cook in the South a lot. We stuff them. We just don't put stuffing in them. Yeah. But I'm making a stuffing, and I'm gonna share that with everybody. Well, we call it dressing and serve it as a side. Yeah, that ain't the same thing as stuffing. Mm-hmm. Stuffing goes inside something. Yeah. And like, it's like a stove top, but a but a better version. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I like stove top. Yeah. I lived off of stove top. I went in college. <laughs> yeah, that's a good college. <laughs> Did you have turkey with it or just stove top? No, it was just like no gravy, just stove oh, no, top. it was just stove top. What now? That did need something on it. What would you do? Wouldn't it just dry? I don't know. Me and my roommate would split crouton some mix stove, or stove top every now and then. <laughs> well, we're gonna do stuffed turkey next week. Uh, stuffed whole turkey smoked yeah. on a on a pit, and um, this will be Thanksgiving before you know it. Yep. All right. Well, uh, Shell. Give them all the good stuff. If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram and Twitter. And I just thought of one more thing. Yep. Rumor has it that we're going to get to give away a PK Grill the week of Thanksgiving on our Instagram. Yeah. So y'all be looking for that. PK is doing some kind of they they uh, they actually contacted me this week. And said, "Hey, you know, we got this promotion going on where they're doing some kind of giveaway for the holidays. It's a if you buy a PK, it, they give you like some kind of Maverick thermometer system and a rack to go with your PK and stuff. It's just a souped-up package they're giving away uh, for for a PK. And they said we're gonna give we want to give one away to your people to get the word out. And I said, heck yeah! <laughs> so, uh, somebody somebody's gonna win a brand new PK. It's like a value. It's like nine hundred dollars total worth of stuff. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And we're gonna give it away on Instagram. And I, probably all all you have to do. I, I don't know what you have to do. That's my. I'm excited PKs about tell the, me. this giveaway. I'm nervous about what, how to enter it. No, setting up a giveaway. Oh, ain't into it. Ain't into it. We're <laughs> gonna, but be, look, be looking for that on Instagram, and uh, y'all check us out, and we'll hang out with y'all next week. Thanks right. for being here.